large vacuum mode, clearly on top. Arcadia Queen is running on. 200 to go. Russian Camelot has a race. Arcadia Queen coming at Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot, Arcadia Queen. Arcadia Queen first look at 2000 is going to turn over Russian Camelot. Arcadia Queen a link to the corner. Russian Camelot. I remember watching it back to the this bike might be pretty smart, I think. Nevada Hood and the Autumn Sun goes for the lead at the 200 metres, put down a length and a half, two lengths, Vaseline, and extends the Autumn Sun, three or four lengths in front, and Syrian racehorse, the Autumn Sun, blazes in spring, bumps in six lengths. G'day legends, welcome back to another episode of the Second Again Racing Podcast. We are, this is episode two really for the week, it's under a different banner obviously, but yeah. episode yeah. two. Yeah, big guest appearance yesterday for anyone that uh, hadn't seen any of the socials come through um, throughout this morning. Fifth and Dribble, we got to the privilege of going on and, and seeing Lockie and Maddie on there, so thanks for having us on boys, big shout out to you boys, we really enjoyed that, that hour and a bit that we had a chat. Covered everything from Dockers to League to, you know, obviously racing. We handed out a few tips to their viewers. So um, anyone who's new to the podcast from yesterday, welcome to the show, boys. It's uh, it's good to have everyone here. It was a lot of fun. We had a... I don't think I've laughed that much for an mm. hour in my whole life. It was yep. a lot of fun. So go over, check them out. Fifth and Dribble on Spotify. Absolute bunch of legends. And they cover everything uh, NRL and basketball and mm. shit in between. And really. Plenty, plenty of gas in between, but bit of a bit of a humbling experience. Though, going in and not knowing a whole lot about the main topic of a show. Oh, we yeah, we were at points in the show. We're a little bit of a, a fish out of water, I'd say. <laughs> and um, but no, I, th- I thought we I thought we um, did a good job of just you know pretending like we knew something about league. <laughs> good fun though, and, and the boys obviously great sports, and they knew as well. So. We, uh, we, we got a few tips out there for the punters as well. They certainly weren't asking us for any specific stats <laughs> or anything, but um, yeah, we did give a few tips on there as well, which obviously we're going to cover tonight too. Um, I think it's probably fitting to go through the weekend that was. Um, yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bit of a clean out for us, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, I've I'll, still I've still got a fucking HIA concussion, mate. <laughs> I've, I've, got to, I've got to be uh, checked into hospital. I've heard that. Um and I've got to say, you're not the only one. Mm. So there's a, it was a pretty rough week, rough weekend for about 95% of all punters. Um, let's go through it. I know it's going to be painful, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you sort of got to. Let's kick it off at the Valley. And I just want to say something, and this is on the record. There is not going to be another Mooney Valley meeting where I don't go into it knowing that it's a leader's track. Mm. I am so sick of hoping that horses from the back can make ground. Yeah. Why do we do it? But what, what are we holding our breath for? I don't are know. We just we thinking that after, you know, 20 odd years that they're just going to turn around and it's going to, you know, swoop as track. It'll never be the case. I think we've just come to terms with that. The biggest thing for the Valley is having your momentum. So obviously you want to be on speed, but it's an 18 metre straight. So I've said it before that some horses have already gone past the post and the back markers are still turning. Yeah. That's just what that track is. It's a very tight turning track. It's all about momentum. So, yeah, a, a few fell victims, put it that way, on Friday. Absolutely. Um, look, Moya, let's go there. So, obviously, Coolangatta wins $7. There was pretty good specking for her late. Mm. Um, she was $2 in the McEwen the week before. We did speak about this on the podcast. We said SP profile was perfect, really. Like, you go in similar field, 8 9 bucks in <laughs> arguably her grand final for the preparation. Mm. They seem to 
point her towards this direction the whole time. Yep. Jamie Carr went to the front. Malkovic missed the start. Yeah, there was a few different things going on. Obviously, Malkovic not missing the kick would have completely changed the complexion of this Absolutely. race. That horse's handlebars down and just goes for it. So I don't imagine that Gatta would have had the lead that it did. But even horses like Zoo Style, I thought, were going to be much more aggressive than they were on mm. the day. So everything just played into Jamie Carr's hands. She had the lightweight. She had a fit horse underneath her. But more importantly, she had a star horse underneath yeah. her. And I think it's fair to say that we've we've identified this horse as a star and we're not uh, we're not breaking any ground here. Like, we know what the horse is. Kieran Ma knows what the horse is. So, you know, she's an absolute star. It was no surprise to see her win. Just disappointed that we've, we've missed that $7 or seven fifty. My concern with her was how wet was the track going to be. The rain ended up staying away. So <laughs> the, the, riding, the riding was on the wall. You know, it was, I think it was a soft five in the end, which is fine for her. Ping the lids with the lightweight. Good night. Yeah, it was as simple as that. It really, really was. Um, Beaten Brigade, Bella Nipatina. So Myron Eustace, Quinella, um, Bella Nipatina was super. She just probably peaked the last 50. Um, Rothfire, completely outwritten Frosty. Like, Craig Williams just kept this bloke in a pocket and yep. there was just no way he was winning at the 300. Yeah, I speak about momentum at the Valley. It's perfect example of yep. it. Like, a good horse that probably should have been um, fighting at the finish doesn't get its opportunity, gets chopped out, or at least kept in a pocket for the most part, and, and Willow just outrode him, as he said. Manicado next for him, I think. Um, 1,200's the question mark. I think he's a dead set 1,100 metre horse. That's how I see him. We were obviously keen and found him first up um, at a very good price. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's 1,000 to 1,100 max. 1,200 we'll have to see. But they've trained this horse up to run in, you know, Stradbrokes, yeah. uh, Golden Roses up to 1,400. So maybe they know something we don't. Golden Rose, so really good race. It was obviously um, in secret. They just kept coming for this horse. Like the money was literally one way the whole way through the day. She ended up starting a $2.10 Philly favourite in a Golden Rose, which is just absolutely unheard of. And you got to say, if it wasn't for Jack and O, she was def- they, they got it spot on. But Frosty, one ride for the day, and yeah. Jack and O came swooping down the outside. We spoke about this on, on the Thursday night, is that he had one day, uh, one ride on the day. He actually picked up one because Nash, for whatever reason, wasn't able to fulfill. He picked up one the race before with Pelissipan, gets done by a nose. Mm. So he came up for two rides. We obviously spoke about being outwritten on Rothfire. That was the night before. You fast forward, what, 24 hours, and he's winning a Golden Rose. Comes yeah. for, for one ride, gets what he came for. So he's just, simply, he's the best can be outwritten as as they can be and they can all make mistakes but he's simply the best in the country i know everyone loves j mac but you know frosty's the he's the king he's quality yeah he's, he's dead set quality he's got a lot of good rides this weekend as well yeah um just want to chat so in behind in secret obviously fantastic um then you had zoo tiger who we gave a nice push for at each way odds big odds ten dollars the place in the end yeah it was just too bad to be true um second up yeah so Hopefully someone listened. I know a mm. good friend of mine actually messaged me asking if I'd had something on it because of the podcast. Mm. So mm. he did. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't. Um, Golden Mile ran fourth. He loomed up. He's going to be a really good four-year-old, this horse. Yeah. As he matures and figures out the racing, big, brute animal, he's going to be good. I think even further for him as well because he loomed up to them. Yes, it was a half-decent speed and Zoo Tiger stuck on, so it wasn't a disadvantage to be up there. But I just saw the way that he sort of hit the flat spot at the 150, 200, but then kept grinding away and stayed with them through the line yeah. and looked like he was powering through. So I think even further for this horse, I think he's got golden mole, has the mole written all over <laughs> Fireburn, she's extreme fill-in, fifth, sixth. Fireburn, it is one-way traffic for this flight. Yeah. Stakes on the weekend. On the quick backup, Gary Portelli, obviously, 
wet tracks, he'd be licking his lips because we know what she did on wet tracks in the autumn. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's good run. So is She's Extreme. I thought they were both really good runs. Yeah. Gee. Oh, we'll get to the race that they're in. I do think it's rain-related, the yep. price that we're seeing at the moment. I won't be having a, a bar of that price, but she was a pass mark, obviously, in the Golden Rose. What it comes down to is, has Portelli set her for the, the race just gone, or is this the real grand final? It's a strange setup to be coming in. I think she was three weeks into the Golden Rose. Now she's a week into the mm. um, in, into the Daly flight. So let's just see how, how Portelli set her. The market seems to think that this is her race. Cox Plate wash up as well. So we've obviously covered the the big group ones for Friday, Saturday, and then we had the Underwood at Sandown on the weekend. Good Lord. And this is... I'm just oh. going to pour, pour another drink as you... Yeah. yeah. Pop open that... What is it? Double malt this week? or yeah, maple. Maple double malt. Um, <laughs> look, we took each other on. We were Zaki v Thunderstruck. We sort of thought it was a race between two. Um, during the week, they come out and say that Alligator Blood's going to be ridden with a little bit of cover to ensure that he gets the 1800. Silly me, why would I listen? Um, n- to be honest, I'm just that's an excuse. I wouldn't have backed him either way. I no. had the shits with him from la- the week before. It in- There was indications this course could barely get 1600, and he comes out and he beats genuine 2,000-meter weight-for-age horses over 18. Yeah, it was a you know what freakish training performance with all the noise and everything that goes on. You're right. You just can't listen to it at the end of the day. I try to shut it out as much as I can and just look at the numbers. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those situations where you hear something like that and that's why they get the price at the end of the day. Like Waterhouse and Bot, they know that coming out and saying this shit, people will be attracted to that. They go, okay, this thing's going to settle back. That's not how it runs. Let's, you know, roll it out to $7. All of a sudden, Waterhouse is on. Why would you put Tim Clark on the horse? Tim Clark is the best front-running jockey in the country. In the world. He is the best. He goes forward. He knows exactly what splits he needs to be going at for each distance for each horse. Make no mistake about it. And he got it absolutely spot on here. Let Zaki come up to him and knew he had a fit horse underneath him. The only question marks were, were they going to get the trip? And of course, those Waterhouse drugs kicked in. um, Yeah. So in terms of a Cox Plate fallout, there are many more questions than answers, but I don't think we need to say it. We know there's one horse. There's one horse. I'm Thunderstruck, maybe getting 2,000. Zaki needs Animo to lose a leg over the next couple of weeks. It's Animo's race. Yeah. And, and I've, I, I haven't just said this today. I've said this for a long time, even back to the last prep. There's not a horse that can beat him on Australian soil if this horse is right. Yeah, and it looks like he'll probably go might and power next weekend, I believe, which is at Caulfield as mm. his final tune-up for a... Massive run at a Cox Plate, which he arguably could have already won one, to be honest. Yeah. Well, there was a protest thrown in, wasn't there, that time where State of Rest just got over the top of him? And it went forever. Yeah. So, yeah. usually they get overturned when they go for that long, but mm. yeah, I think the Cox Plate does beckon for Animo. I think he's around that $3 mark at the moment, three fifty. dollars mm. um, Last thing I want to touch on, so Everest, there's obviously been a fair bit of action in terms of um, slots. Mm. So let's go through who's got a slot, slot at the moment. So Nature Strip, Eduardo, uh, Eduardo, Mazu, Overpass, Jackano gets a slot after winning the Golden Rose. I think rightfully so. Yep. There's a really good... They um, love a three-year-old. Yeah, there's something about it. Yes, 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 obviously won it. Mm. You get that lightweight, and when you've got big, mature horses that are able to win Group 1 three-year-old races, mm. they're really not that far off a four or five-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes is the best example of that. And, you know, I, I definitely think they're going to respect him in the market. So, yeah, super excited to see how, how he uh, levels up. Shades of Rose was today? Just announced today. That was a very, very interesting one for me. It was. I know that it sort of coincided with Classique Legend losing its slot. 
Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Classique Legend is out for the spring, guys, so you have to wait another 750 days to see, that, <laughs> to see the grey flashback. It'll but, be 11. Yeah, but um, look, uh, Shades of Rose is a very interesting one for me. I know it's been impressive winning very well, but won by a very, very narrow margin last time out, and it wasn't even close to an Everest field. It wasn't close to a Shorts, a Concord, any... So a big call from Bonho to, to snap up that horse. I, I think you would have had... You know, plenty of others, you know, in the mix, but, you know, hats off to them. You, we've seen horses like, you know, Hawkbury on her yeah. that have that have been knocked and they've come up to this field and, and done something. So, absolutely, you know, have a throw at the stumps. Mars Crusader, lost and running, Joyful Fortune, who is the very interesting runner for me. Um, then we've got three slots to fill. Here we go. And, and we're going to play, we're going to play a bit of devil's advocate here and we're going to, we're going to pick our three remaining runners. Yep. Do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? No, you, you let it roll. I'll roll first. So I've got Paul Ailey. I think mm. this is the next best horse that is available. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, Godolphin still have a slot, so I think this is just cash. I think this is the horse. Mm-hmm. In Secret is the other worry, or not worry, but the other option, I'm guessing, for them. Yeah. I don't have In Secret in my three. Okay. Which is interesting, because yeah. Jack and I obviously gets a spot and similar sort of setup. Mm. In Secret is the shortest price runner that doesn't have a slot currently in the market. Okay. So she's around that $15 mark. Respect that if they pick her, she's a chance. Yeah. Um, Bella Nipotina is my second pick. I think the horse adds X factor in a race where there's always hot speed. You know, she's consistent over Mm. 1200 meters. I'm happy enough with her. She's actually really versatile. Wet ground, dry ground. I think she goes pretty good and all. Yep. I think they've been hoping they'll get a slot and then cool and gather for me. How do you not give her a slot? I think, yeah, I'm going to start with Cool and Gatter. That's That would be the first one off the rank for me, straight off the back of what we saw on Friday night. You have to be with her. She gets 1,200, as we know. She was super brave in a slipper over that trip, and it was on a wet deck as well. So <laughs> The problem with Cool and Gatter is finding a garden gnome that will sit on its back. That's right, because she'll get in with absolutely no 48 weight. 48 and a half. Nothing. So I, I, who rides at 48 and a half? Is I there any... Like, I actually can't think of one. Oh, yeah. Fuck I don't know. But anyway, like, cool and gutter, if they can find a garden home, or they just ride over. Even if they ride her at 51, still True. think she'd be a chance. So um, she's definitely in there for me. You touched on it in secret. I know it's not in your numbers, but I would have her in there. Mm-hmm. I just think she's a genuine star. Um, she's well proven over 1,200 metres. I don't know if 1,400 is her go. I just think she's around that 1,200 metre mark is absolutely her A1 trip. I'd be keen to see her measure up. One more that I wanted to touch on as well was extremely lucky. Mm. This horse has got Jeez. nothing to suit in the first couple of races this prep. Was tipped out for a short little spell after doing a massive run um, over there in Melbourne. Then goes to the Valley for a couple of starts, clearly not as track, finds wet tracks on both occasions and had excuses both times. It's around 50 to 1 in the in the market at the moment for the Everest. I just think it's it's going to get in and I think it's going to be a chance. Someone will pick this horse up. Interesting. I, I'm jury out with extremely lucky at the moment, mm, mm. but agree that probably hasn't had the track to suit yet. Yep. It's interesting that they've gone there so many times though. Yeah. I, going back to the well. Very, very strange placing. Obviously, those are the sprint trips at the moment that must make sense to them. You, you might see it line up in a Manicato over 1200, which would be more advantaged again, but still at the Valley. So it's it's a very strange placing. Maybe they know something we don't. They've got a slot lined up. Mm. I've got a question for you. Mm. Who's your favourite horse at the moment? Oh, good question. You can't say Animo. Swiss Exile. 
No. It's Swiss Exile. You own it. Absolutely. It's my favourite. You cannot I, say I a not, horse you own. Swiss, I will not cheat on you, mate. The, I, I do not have another uh, okay. favourite horse. No. Pick, okay, a, a horse that is not something you own. You have to pick one and you can't pick Animo. Okay. Well, you've just taken my, the horse I own and my favourite horse. Because I know okay. it's your favourite horse, so I want okay. the next one. Okay. We oh, all know it's your favourite horse. Fair enough. Look, it's probably it's probably Moanga. I, I love the horse. He bounced, he bounced back, Richie. Um, we didn't speak about him at all in the Underwood. He was a huge run. Mm. Absolutely huge. I know Hugh hit him about 700 times with the whip, <laughs> and he's, and he's got, got the suspension off the back of it. Um, but I just love the horse, and I followed him along the way. I know he hasn't picked up the wins that he probably should have, but he's just, he just never seems to get favours, this horse. He always yeah. you know, either runs into a bog-heavy track or, you know, aimed at the absolute best of the best horses that turn up and he has to take them on, but he's still been competitive. Like, he's beat I'm Thunderstruck and Zaki home. Mm. It's interesting. Yeah. What, you got you got one at the moment? No, nah, I can't ask the same question. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Do I have a favourite horse at the moment? I don't know. I don't know if I do. Yeah. There's no, there's no horse that just stands out to me. Mm. You know what I mean? I like I love Marzu. It's been one of those horses we've started from the inception, which is always cool. Mm. Like it's always cool if you actually like find a horse and at the start of their sort of reign, if you will. And we really have that we picked him up at the start of those benchmark seventy eight five and six wins in in, uh, in consecutive fashion. So I think we can we can claim him. We're not on the bandwagon. Wow. We fucking started it. We started the bandwagon, brother. <laughs> Tell you it's not. It's not ice bath. No. Get that well, later. yeah, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> All right, we're going to run through plenty of racing. Um, so we've got races four to nine at Randwick, and then we've got races three to three and a half to eight. Yep. And then something after that, but I don't know. The producers have just put in something here. Yep. I don't know. It just says blank best. Uh, I don't know. Kalgoorlie, something like that. Yeah, something over okay. there. Yep. Um, happy to start at Randwick, mate. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Race four. All right. So we got the Hill Stakes. This is a million dollar race. This is a new race. It's only been around for a year or two. So Montefilia tops the market at $1.90. Cascadian's there at $3.30 with New Marion at $4.60. Yonkers 19s with Elephant at $23s. Luncey's is there at $34 and Kiss the Bride is 41s. Stockman comes out of the race mm. um, and is in Metro. a race later in the day. She's $1.90. She's going to be bloody hard to beat. How's it map? So, Elephant's going to roll forward. I found this one a bit of a strange map because New Mary and Yonkers are both drawn inside. So, they can boot up and be positive from that gate. Kiss the Bride's another one with speed as well. So, those are the first four I've got in running. Cascading will flop back to last from the widest gate. And Monty would probably either sit outside Cascadian um, or just be one pair further forward. So, those are probably the three that, that I've got sitting at the back with Luncey's. Bit of a small field here. This is the strangest $1 million race I've ever seen in my life. I, I can't work out how this race for $1 million. I know the top three in the market are very nice, and you've obviously got well-performed runners like Cascading in there, but yeah, like a, a million dollar race and a daily fly to seven fifty. It's unbelievable. I just haven't worked that out yet. But in any case, as far as a tip here, I have found Montefilia too short here. I know she's a star. I know she won this race last year, beating Very Elegant, and Very Elegant started $1.30 that day as well, mind you. I know she's a star. I can see that she's obviously an excellent chance here. I also want to pay respect to Cascadian. I just think the pattern on the day is not going to suit him. And I've also got concerns over 2,000 metres mm. for Cascadian. I think this stage of his career, max trip that he, he'll be able to get a decent kill at is 1,800. Um, so that, that's where I'm at with those two. The one that I am going to back is New Marion. Interesting. Comes into this second up. Was a really good run behind Knight's order first up over that mile trip. 
Yes, it was a day where not a lot of runners were making up ground, but he didn't necessarily lead that day. He sat one pair back, peeled off the fence, and was working home really, really nicely and made up a fair bit of ground on the winner that day. There's a few around that would suggest that, you know, Knight's Hall is a very, very good stayer and probably the best that we've got in, mm. in you know, very, very poor company as far as our stayers go. So <laughs> he's he's one of the best in a group of shit stayers, put it that way. <laughs> the diamond, I don't know. Numerian's up to 2,000 here. Um, Tolerant Berry's found again, drawn that inside gate, and they're going to be positive from there. They might even lead here. They might just take Elephant on and hold the rail. And if there's any pattern on the day, that's the horse I want to be with because it'll be fit enough second up, and I think it's a good winning chance. I think Montefilia goes back to back. You don't get any favours with the price at a dollar ninety, but she does look the clear winning chance. She's coming out of a fourth behind Animo. Um, these types on really wet ground as well. Um, I think she's going to be mighty hard to beat. To mm. be honest, Cascadian does worry me. They bring him up to Sydney for this race. It's not a great race. Like it's not a packed fill of full of absolute 2000 meter horses they're all probably looking for a little bit further other than him mm. um so he's the real worry but that's the market order so you don't get any any prizes really for no. for calling that out but i do think montefilia will be mighty hard to beat we know what she did last year in this race mm. knocking off very elegant who was a dollar 30 as well um probably a no bet yep the next race another ripper we've got the dulcify stakes um it's over 1600 meters they're racing for 250 grand as well Mm. Communist is three dollars thirty. Williamsburg is four twenty. Flag of Honor is four forty, and Conqueror is there at eight fifty. And then you go double figures. So Scientist is elevens. Owen Co- <coughs> Owen County is fourteen dollars. Atmosphere is sixteens. Lindemann twenty six. Ainty Grand twenty six. Extreme Freedom fifty ones. And then poor old Stroke of Luck from Gate Ten is a hundred and one dollars. Scientists to roll forward here with Makalu uh, for Annabelle Nisham, also with the triple figure odds. Extreme Feedem has drawn inside as well, so they'll be close. Lindemann and Atmosphere not too far away. Very interesting about this race is that most of the fancied runners in the market are going to get in the back half of the field, which is a super mm. interesting uh, concept to me. Whether there's a pattern on the day, we'll have to see. At this stage, it's a dead set non-bet race for me. These three roles I just haven't worked out, especially these second and third tier runners. Yeah, for sure. They haven't worked out where this Conqueroo is at yet. I know it's a horse that I've had an opinion of, especially at the start of its prep. I just thought it was a horse that had immense talent. Maybe it does something here. Again, I don't, just don't think it's looking for, for a wet deck. I think it wants a dry deck um, and, and just be able to just kick away on, on top of the ground. So that's where I'm at with that horse. Communist is a horse um, that's hard in the market. I think it's favorite at the moment. J-Max followed it from a benchmark 64 or 68 out of Newcastle, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on there. Like It's a, it's come out of a very weak grade, straight to Saturday grade at, at uh, Ramwick um, for stakes grade, and it's hard in the market and J-Max book, so he, something stinks there. He's ridden it twice as well. He actually rode it at Hawkesbury, and he's also ridden it in its last start at Newcastle in a benchmark 68, so he must have an opinion of and, course. And how often would you see J-Max riding for Friedman? Mitchell Friedman. I've never seen it. I haven't seen it. So something definitely stinks here. Mm. Um, At this stage, no bet. If the market starts really getting stuck into this horse, you're probably thinking, okay, well, now I've got to be on because it's just one of those things where there's too many question marks and you take your lead from the market. So it's fours into 3.30 already, so there's probably already a little bit of a sniff around. Mm. I'm going to be with that horse you mentioned before, Conqueror, on an each-way basis. Pike would love his time again on this horse last start. Just never got clear air, um, never got any clear running whatsoever, and that was behind Golden Mile. So that's probably the second superior form race that we've had for the three-year-olds this spring in Sydney, I'd say. Yeah. 
I'm happy enough with Conquer at 850 and 260 the place. I think Pike gets it out in clear air late. Yes, the heavy ground is probably a little question mark, but as for a lot of these horses, mm. um, Flag of Honor was the other one. Uh, if flashing, flashing run last start, yep. um, wouldn't be surprised to see it come out and do something. I think if you're backing Flag of Honor, you have to back Williamsburg as well because they finished alongside each other mm. in that race. So if you're going to be with that form line, back both. But if you're going to be one or the other, you've got to go the other. Race six is the Dali Flight. You know, I was doing something absolutely crook the other day, Jackson, and I did message you Mm. about this. I went back and watched... I'm on school holidays at the moment. I went back and watched Winx's all 36 or 7 starts. Uh, It took an hour and 45 minutes, mind you, because I watched all the pre-race and post-race antics as well. She ran in a flight. She ran second Mm. um, to a horse called... Ah, uh, seal? Ah, uh, okay. seal. Yeah. First seal. Yeah, okay. Um, that was in a flight stake, so yep. there's no question about the quality of this race. We've just opened up our betting app, and Fireburn is $2.15 after being $3 yesterday. She's now into two fifteen. So, Fucking I don't know. There's, It's crazy money for this horse. She's extreme. Um, sorry, Zoo Gotcha, three fifty for Waller and McDonald is next line with She's Extreme, then Wolverine at eight fifty. North Star Lass for Gay, she's twelve dollars. Madam Pomery's fifteens. Pavitra is fifty ones. Uh, Renaissance Woman eighty ones. Whisker to Whisker one hundred and fifty one. And Byron Bell is two zero one. Fireburn, one way traffic. Crazy, crazy money. Crazy stuff. She was a fantastic run, but far out. Good run, but was she a $2.15 next start run with different form lines coming in? That's the question. In a group one. Are you going to take the two fifteen? North Star Lass rolls forward and gets the lead absolutely by herself. Waterhouse and Bot, they'll go forward. We saw what this horse did uh, where Willinger Beast came up to it. That, that uh, I think it was four weeks ago now at Ramwick at that leader's track. Did not lie down and kept finding to the line. So you might be able to envision something happening here to, the, to that effect. Um, and there's really nothing else in behind that is that is as positive as North Star Lass. She's Extreme will be close enough, and this Pavitra um, will be thereabouts too. The rest of them get back and find their spots. Zugotcha probably uses that inside gate to be at least three pairs back. You wouldn't want to be any further back because you obviously want to be at least two to three pairs in front of Fireburn. That's the main advantage they've got on that runner. Yep. They're obviously the main two in the market. I couldn't have Fireburn at 2.15. I know she's almost a triple crown winner. Yep. Slipper winner, came out, won the champagne next start, or the size, whatever it was, and then gets rolled in the champagne um, by a nose by She's Extreme. So you've got to respect both of those horses. I just can't have it at that price. So I think there's enough form in here. There's well-performed runners. She's so under the odds. And I think that Zoo Gotcha form stands up because we saw In Secret uh, was beaten by her and gets beaten by an absolute nostril in look, the Golden Rose. Look at Queen of the Ball. What's wrong with that form? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that form, so I'm taking it. Not for Zoo Gotcha, though, and you might be surprised by this, but I'm going with Wolverine here. Mm. I did back the horse second up, finished third, was an excellent run without any luck at all in the straight. Now you're coming up with $8 for this horse. I saw nines a little bit earlier. It's coming for a bit of support in the last couple of hours. We'll get back in the run. The main concern is gate one. I've got enough faith in Jason Collett. I honestly think he's the best wet track jockey there is. And he's the best rails jockey there is. Best rails jockey, well... 
Oh, I'm telling him and okay. Nash. Him and Nash. Him and Nash. I'm they, telling you. There's a few. Anyway, he's a he's, I think he, in terms of finding wet tracks, he finds the absolute best part of the track to be able to find that little travel ladder to just go through. So hopefully that's the case here with Wolverine. She's third up. I've been waiting for this horse to get up to the mile. Like I say, had no run at all behind uh, Zoo Gotcha and powered through the line. So you can tell this horse wants the mile. Excellent price this week. I think you've got to be with her in some capacity. And North Star Lass, if there's any pattern... This is the horse you've got to keep on side because it will not be pressured in the run at all. I'm with Madame Pomery, so I'm sticking to the same form lines as you. There's nothing wrong with the Zoo Gotcha form lines. Like mm. Queen of the Balls coming out on Friday night and absolutely brained them. Yep. And that's that same form lines. Madame Pomery is $16 and $3.10 the place. She ran the fastest last 600 the race. Her last two and 400 were fantastic. She ran really good time. I think it all leads to a 1600 metre peak performance for Waller. Mm. Something smells about Bowman and Waller in this race. I don't know what it is. Mm. It just They avoid a golden rose. They avoid that race and then they come here. I know they've done the same with Zoo Gotcha, but I have to say, I think this horse is over the odds. Yep. Um, she's extreme fiber and massive respect, but... I'm out. I'm, I'm not getting involved. No, in those two you runners. can't. You, that's, it's just a, a non-betting play. So if you are keen on Fiburn, she's obviously a star horse. Just hold your powder, guys. Yeah. Um, the Premier, really good race. This is another Everest lead-up. I love the way that they set out the races for the Everest mm. lead-up. You know, they're all two weeks apart, mm. and you've got class animals everywhere. So Lost and Running's top of the market at 240. Marzu 440 with Overpass at 550. Mask Crusaders 11s, Kementari the big fella, $11 down there as well. Lord help us if he lobs. Uh, and he can. Private Eye is 18s with Apache Chase. This is an Everest trial for Apache Chase in my opinion. Mm. I don't think he's up to it, but if he comes out, leads and wins, who mm. knows? It's me 23s, Shelby 66, finally getting wet ground. That's why he's been crunched, crunched from 101 into 51. <laughs> Brutality 71s and prime candidate, the Dower big fella is... Huge odds at 81s. Mm. Mm. Prime candidate rolls forward <laughs> with Apache Chase, who's apparently on trial for an Everest. So let's let's just see what happens there. Overpass has got that middle gate and has to be positive from there. They've got no option. Lost and running in Marzu, not too far away from the inside. This race, for me, regardless of price, revolves around Marzu. One where, horse. Where is Clippo going to have him in the run? Is he box seat or is he one pair further back? I think that can literally make the difference in this race. Where Lost and Running is, is an absolute mystery to me. How aggressive is Bowman going to be? We'll have to wait and see. And how well do they leave? Because I think that really does make the difference at the end of this race. I really think it's between those two. They're both going to be not too far away, but it's about who who outrides the other. We've seen the the affinity that Clippo has with Mazu, and he's just done it time and time again. Sits in that box seat, peels him off at the perfect moment, and the horse gives absolute effort. So we've made a lot of cash off this horse. We spoke about the stats for this horse, for this type of setup, um, on you know, the podcast yesterday for Fifth and Dribble. Have a listen to this, because if you're, if you're wondering why this is the horse for this race, yep. have a listen. 1,200 metres, six starts for four wins and a placing. Second up, unbeaten, two from two. And on the wet track, the really rain-affected track, which we are going to get on Saturday, four starts for four wins. There's no other horse that you can possibly be with from a win perspective, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't want to come... <laughs> the week that we've had, At obviously, you, you want to just sort of... But I just... I can't find one to be to be outside of him from a win perspective. The one horse I want to keep on side for the place is Overpass. He can't yeah. miss its run in that race behind Nature Strip. Absolutely huge run. Up there close to the speed, they're another one that's going to be close enough and you have to respect it. Best bet, Marzu, for me, mm. um, in Sydney. Uh, 
Gets 58 and a half kilos in this race and goes to level weights with Lost and Running. Lost and Running had 56 and a half kilos last start. Yeah. Some people are umming and ahhing about which horse is the better run. I'll tell you what, you take two kilos off, it's no question for me. Absolutely. Marzu, $4.40 at the moment you can get. I think snap it up now. This horse will be starting three fifty and shorter, especially if it continues to rain. He's a wet tracker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dead set. Dead tracker. set eats the ground alive. Gate one's probably the only concern for mine. It's probably the only one. Like if he's, if overpass comes across and all of a sudden we're back three on the fence, it's probably not where you want to be in a wet ground. Yeah. I think Clippo cares enough about this horse to make sure he's off the fence. He'll have him close enough. Like I say, he's got the affinity with Mazu and he's got the ultimate relationship with that horse. I would hope he would be no, no more than one pair back. They're racing for a million bucks, the premier. It'll be a ripper. Race 8, Tab Epsom, one of the ones we look forward to all year. Ice Bath, top of the market, is $3.90 with Hinged at $4.20. Top rank, $4.40, obviously coming off a massive win um, in front of Crosstalk and the likes. $7.50 for that horse I just mentioned, Crosstalk. Fangirls, 10s, she would have been, Waller would have been doing a, an absolute dry weather dance with yep. me, but I don't Praying think it's going to Nimalee backing up from the weekend, she was fantastic. Good money came there, and she's $14 here. Converge, 21s. He hasn't shown what he can show, this prep. Mm. Um, Ellsberg's there, 23s. War Eternal, Kiku, and Papali at $81. Oh, I'm sick about this race. It's If, 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 you'd, if you're an American, mm. right, and mm. you'd come over to Australia to come and see the beginning of spring, yep. and you just had a quick look at form, there's no question which horse you're with. Yeah, and I'm going to be a bit of an American uh, this week. Are you a Star Spangled banner? I'm Star Spangled this week, so we'll, we'll get <sighs> to that. But cross talk for Waterhouse and Bot rolls forward. Ellsberg, who was fucking disappointing in my books last week, mm. um, I thought it should have won that race. And you know, I, I've thought that a few different times with that horse, so I'll be tossing it out. Goes forward as well. War Eternal for Bjorn Baker's not too far, and Hinge, we know, has a bit of tactical speed. Nimalee won a queen of the turf by going forward as well. So they've drawn wide. Interesting to see what they do from that barrier. There's a few that can roll forward and inject some speed into this race. So well, let's just see what happens. If there is speed, that's the sort of setup that I'm looking for because it sets it up for the two horses that I know that we respect. Mm-hmm. First one we have to touch on, our tip, top ranked. Yep. Excellent run coming over the top of Crosstalk uh, and Oak President who set that ballistic tempo. That was first up for top rank, came over the top of them and meets Crosstalk no worse at the weights. Mm. I think there's a half a kilo better off off that run. So it is, it is. He's, he's found himself very, very well in. The market has found him though, so you're not getting any sort of huge favours. I would really like that $6. Now we've got to look at 440 at the moment. So I don't know if that's a bet at this stage, considering the horse that I'm going to touch on. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure? We have given this horse shit. We called her bridesmaid last week. We said it's due for a name change. Ned, I I know. I looked, I know. I looked at the horse and I quickly scrolled past because I didn't want to give myself even the thought of just, you know, loading it up and going. Can right? we not say her name? Okay. Can, can, we, right. can we not? Okay. You might have to. <laughs> but Karen, Karen McAvoy's got the ass. J-Mac has been booked on this horse. Finished second behind Animo last time in an absolutely slashing run. For a half sort of fleeting second, I thought they were going to run Animo down, but then obviously the class prevailed. Ain't no Animos in this field, Ned. <laughs> Ain't no Animos in this field. No. The form that this horse has had, you cannot knock. I'm sick. You can't knock. We call her bridesmaid. Her real name is Ice Bath. She will be winning this race if there's any speed on. The more the rain comes, I looked outside today and I saw it absolutely pissing down. I just the first thing I thought, 
Ice bath. Is that the first thing you Ice bath. That's crazy. It's, yeah. I, I honestly think as long as the rain continues to stay around and we get to heavy eight, heavy nine Saturday, I respect top rank, but Ice bath is the best on the card. What? I feel Ned, and it. Did makes, you just say that? Yes, it makes me feel sick inside. You, look, listen to this setup: up to sixteen hundred off that off that run behind Animo, speed on heavy track. J Mac booked. Tell me what beats her. What beats her is her. That's mm. who beats her. That's she a finds point. a way to get beaten, mate. No one's questioning the quality of the fit of the mare. Mm. No one question. No one's ever questioned it. She just finds a way to get beat. Yep. But maybe J Mac is the solution here. You know, he, maybe he'll get her out. I, you know what I'd like to see if I was an ice bath backer? I'd want to see her absolutely chasing at the 600. Yeah. Give her a cup with the whip at the 600 and just mm. let her hit the front of the two. Yeah. She won't get run down. No. It's, she's, she just doesn't get there in time. Yeah. Let her, just let her win by a couple. Um, oh, top ranked if it was a soft six or less. I'm still going to have something. I think 440 is probably the right price now. I don't think you're getting a massive price there. Fangirl, similar, good track. I would have been there. Mm. I'm probably, I'm probably a sixty dollar bet top ranked and a thirty dollar bet ice bar. Yeah, see, I've, I've rocked you now as well. I've, I've swung you over to ice bar now, haven't I? I I've got to say that four dollars with, she's four dollars because of who she is. She should be two dollars. If, if you've sat down and done the form, there's no other conclusion that you can come to. No, she's there's over the There's and and I know that racing is chaos, and we saw that over the weekend. It's chaos, but there's no other conclusion that you can come to outside of Ice Bath. If she runs second, what are you going to do? You said best bet. I think we've got to keep you honest here, Jackson. You said best bet on the card. Well, she, firstly, she's got to go out. She's got to be tossed, but yeah, there's got to be some sort of punishment for me, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to you. Maybe we'll we'll throw something up on our Instagram maybe in the coming days. If she finishes second. If she finishes second. Third's fine. Third's okay. Last, last is okay. But we just know that if she runs second, that means she was good enough to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, I'm just going to not back her now because of that. That's my bet. Uh, race nine, it's the Metrop. It's the smallest Metrop field you've ever seen. Mm. Usually this is 20,000 runners, but we've got 13, 14, 15. Mm. Durston, top of the market with 53 kegs for McAvoy and Waller. $3.40. Stockman's there at six fifty with Ladon Devee at seven. Grow Ferry 850, no compromise, double figures, 10s. Mankayan is 11s with Hammer on 13s. Arapaho is 14s with Realm of Flowers at 23. Chalkstream, after a little hiccup, is back, $26. Cucaracha is 34, Sacramento and Cariff. I've got a fact for you, Jackson. Yep. You want to hear the fact? Talk to me. Chris Waller, there are 13 runners in this race. He has five or six, and two of them were scratched. Well. Wow. So he had eight. The Wallerathon made us, they say. <laughs> the Wallerathon. Sacramento goes forward. Grove Ferry, another Waterhouse and Bot runner, has drawn the pole. Uh, not the pole, exact opposite, and uh, goes forward as well. So they're the car fir- park. Draws the car park. They're the first two in running. Hammer-on's not too, not too far away. La Donne de V and Chalkstream are the other two that can be close. Very interesting map. If there's one that boots up out wide, maybe a Rapaho, who's one that's mm. shown speed in the past as well. That automatically injects pace into a 2400 uh, event so let's just see what happens there as far as a bet ned i don't have a massive amount of confidence yet i want to see how much rain comes but if i'm back in ice bath as a mudluck i have to back stockman as well me too yep it was a very good run i thought the other day behind allegro and benno 
I'm very flat that Benno doesn't turn up here. I know it's a bit of a drama at the moment, what's going on with yeah. that horse. And um, that was obviously a very flattening result a couple of weeks ago when uh, just couldn't run Allegron down after Pike decided to sit. He didn't sit last. Whatever further back than last is, that's what that's where they had <laughs> Benno. So that's how they, just, they decided to run that horse. If they had come here with Benno, they win this race, but that's just punting. I guess it's just one of those things. So I'm back in Stockman as the first pick. What I am going to back up on as well is Grove Ferry. This horse is on the quick backup of seven days. Fended off Cadre du Noir last start, went straight to the front, was hard in the market that day as well. Had been scratched the week before, so interesting to see that there's a, a seven day backup into this, but they must have an opinion of this horse. Yep. I don't mind it either. It said, you shall not pass to Cadre du Noir, was loomed up and pressured from the 600 and did not give in, was eyeballed the entire straight and kept finding. I'll talk about the Waterhouse drugs, so hopefully they kick in here again. Um, I'm with Stockman, not with a huge amount of confidence. Um, wet track's a big factor. Um, obviously coming out of some really nice form races as well and finished off okay. Do I think he's flying this preparation? Absolutely not. I just don't think that you need a horse in full flight to win this race. This is pretty low quality as are most of our Group 1 staying affairs. Agree, Grow Ferry, interesting one. Like five weeks between runs last start had was probably entitled to not go on with the job with Cadre Dunois, really rock-hard fit. Um, it's only going to be better on the backup, and I like the backup for this horse for Gay and Adrian, so mm. probably agree with your two picks, mate. I can't have Durston at 340. Mm. No, I, I couldn't have it. That race that it came out of was another Wallerathon, and we speak about this quite a lot. There was like six or seven runners. He had the first four, and you know, for, for whatever reason, Durston was thirteen into six fifty, and that, <laughs> that, that was the winner. So you know, read into that what you will, but I don't want to follow that Newcastle form. No thanks. Money on Marzu, best bet, Ramwick. Ice bath. Oh god, money on Marzu for me anyway. I think he's going to be really hard to beat. Flemington, we flip over. We've got Group 1 racing at Flemington as well. Um, just a quick mention. I've been mentioning her for a couple of weeks now. Typhoon Titmus goes around again. Guys, if you backed her on the weekend, um, she ended up jumping $11, $12 and ran fifth by a long neck. Bit stiff. Mm. I had a fair play at a place odds of 310 So a little bit stiff there. But she comes up to 1600 which I think is her ideal trip. You get $6.50 again here. This field, the two that are ahead of her, Sumatra and She's Lickety Split, I do pay respect to. They're classy animals, but I think this horse can win this race, so yeah. and has to win the race. It has to win the race to get in. I don't think this is too much harder than this, the assignment we saw for, for this horse. So, you know, coming back on the six days is probably the main challenge. Is it going to be uh, flattened off that run that we saw on Sunday? Hopefully not, and we know it's good enough, so that's the main thing. Um Rolling to race four, we've got a really nice race of four-year-old fillies here, more mainly four-year-olds anyway. Um, it's the Furphy Rose of Kingston Stakes, 300 grand here. Pro of Jenny, $4.40, Yearning, $4.60. Argenti is back at $5.50. Odium, $8.50 after a Queensland campaign. Fortunate Kiss is $9.50 as well. Exolita's 11s with Cirello Miss, 17s. She's all class 19s for Ma and Eustace. And then you got a couple down the bottom there that are 20 and more. I like two. Mm. What do you like? Well, let's touch on the map first. Pride of Jenny goes forward and doesn't look to be much speed outside of her. Tycoon Evie and Cyrileo Miss have both drawn wide out as well. Odium is another one that's shown speed as well. Had a long layoff, that horse, and we're just starting to see it come back into the fold now. Definitely a classy animal, that side. Mm. I, I just want to give it one or two starts before I start to step in, but I know that, that uh, Price has an opinion of that horse, so 
Let's see what she can do here. The rest of them sort of get back and find their spot. The one that I am keen of, on, it's around the sort of $6 mark at the moment, is Argentia. Mm. They've found the Oliver for the first up assignment. Good she's, animal. she's a good animal, three from two first up, comes into this off three trials. She was an excellent win first up over this trip at Caulfield last prep. I was very excited about that win. She didn't quite go on with it after that uh, that first up win, so maybe she's a horse that needs to be fresh going into her prep. So yep. I don't want to let her go around here. Like I say, they've found De Oliver. You've only got to look back to last start, where he's in behind Snapdancer, away game, and September run. That's the form that you want to be with. Yes, it was a little way off those runners, but that's respectable form. She wasn't disgraced in that run at all. Comes into this first up, as I say, and I'm, I'm actually pretty keen around the $6 mark. I like yearning in terms of class of the field. She's obviously number one in the race as well, so there's mm. no question about the ratings. She sticks to 1,400, which is my big query. I thought she was absolutely crying out for 1,600 plus. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit baffled by that. I've got to be with her, though. I've got a massive opinion of this horse. Obviously, in behind Kiss on All Four Cheeks last start at Flemington and was slashing to the line. Mm. I just wish they'd went 1,600. And... Look, she's top of the market prior to Jenny, but she's the only leader in the race. Yep. Um, when you actually go back and assess it, I can see why they've come for her. Her flux of 550 straight into 440 favourite already. So. And, and kept kicking last time as well. Super strong win. She's a tough little thing. Um, real respect to Argenti as well. I know what she can do first up. Good animal. I'm looking forward to seeing this race. It's probably a very small bet for me, to be honest. Mm. Um, yearning the class, just worried about where she's at in her preparation and what she's looking for. Mm. Race five's the Dane Hill. It's uh, three hundred grand. This one worth. It's over eleven hundred up the straight at Flemington. Um, we've got top of the market. We've got Giga Kick. Who's there's a fair bit of hype about this horse. There is. Well, un- unbeaten horse. Um, Clayton Douglas doesn't have a massive camp, and he's obviously put a lot of time into this one. So, see Willow booked. Yeah, plenty of hype. Buenos Nachos is four twenty after its overturned victory on protest, which we love around that ten dollar. Half the length too for a protest overturn. Yeah, half the length. Going back and watching it, I thought it probably would have won, but there wasn't enough evidence. Yeah, like, and and like um, whoever was on spacewalk, I can't remember which jockey it was, dropped their hands mm. going through the line. Fuck, he'd be spewing. Dual eight bucks, Swiss Exile. Don't know that horse. Eleven dollars. Zoo Sensation, Great Barrier Reef are 19s. Then you've got General Barca is 26 with Cannonball. Brereton's $51. Stupendo, Sunzow. Spacewalk's been scratched, which is the horse that Buenos Nachos overturned in that protest. Yep. Your mate's in. He's in. He's in. He's ready to bounce back third up, back in trip to 1100. So... He did toss in the towel, I will admit, uh, second up. He's just His mind was on other things, I think, a bit like me. There's a fair chance. Did also have to work to get outside the lead as well. And the leader that he sat outside was Best of Bordeaux. The winner of the, the race was in secret. I can't find any in secrets or Best of Bordeaux in this race. He's come out of the right form lines. He's beaten horses like Best of Bordeaux home. First up, he's beaten Spacewalk, who's since uh, scratched, but beaten Bonus Notches first up. And you come here, Bonus Notches is $4.40. And we twelve dollars. Yep. I haven't wrapped my head around that one yet. And obviously, Bonus Notches won on protest. Probably goes on to win, but very, very that strange protest for me. I, I haven't seen a, a margin like that get overturned. So interesting one there. As far as the map goes, we're going to go forward. Don't pay attention to any maps you see for this horse. We're going to be up there bowling. Sunzu will be up there as well, and Duel's another one that's got speed um, as well. This horse won first up on its debut and was rock-hard favourite for the Coolmore Stud for about six months mm. and just stayed in that range for the favourite. Obviously, a little bit disappointing uh, first up where a few of these runners come out of that race, including uh, the second favourite bonus not just that I touched on. 
it's the one I'm most scared of, Bonus Notches. It'll get back in the run. Won't be too far away, though, in, in sort of a, a moderate, uh, even speed, I would say. Probably gets in the back half of the field, but it can't be too far away up the straight. They'll fan out and they'll all get their chance. But I really do think there were an each-way chance here, Ned. I, I, I just think the Sydney form always stands up. I agree. You saw Bonus Notches and Spacewalk come over in Quinella that race after finishing fifth and sixth in a Sydney race. So... Sydney form always stands up. I think we're a very good chance here. We found John McNeil, and we're the top-rated runner in the field. So I've, I've got to be with him at twelve dollars, and I think it's three fifty or something the place at the moment. Yes. Okay. Around that uh, two sixty. Okay. Well, fucking definitely the three fifty's gone then. <laughs> so I, I just think he's definitely an each way play. He'll bounce. He'll bounce back third up, and he's fitter now, and he'll be uh, back in trip as well. So pretty keen on him. Yeah. I'll, and this is honestly, this is complete emotion aside. The mm. fact that I'm sitting next to you, he is the class runner of this field. Mm. If his mind's on the job on the weekend, which is probably a bit questionable at the moment, absolutely, where, where he's actually at in his mental state—is he shagging? Is that what he, yeah. where he's in mind at? Mm. The good thing is, I don't know if there's many fillies in this race at all. <laughs> so it's got to be a good start. I think eleven dollars is absolutely over the odds, especially when meeting Giga Kick at similar weights. Um, eleven dollars and two sixty. The place is wrong. I'd rather take two sixty him the place than Giga Kick the win. Mm. Should give mention to this horse though. Giga Kick, quality animal. Yeah, a lot of hype around, and I think that's the tax that you're taking with the price. Had a trial or a jump out or whatever you want to call it um, on Monday. Really nice. It was well, a really nice yeah, piece of work. Yeah, the hype became real when it came over the top of Alpha One in its third start, and Alpha One's a very smart horse for the Snowdens. Again, it's it's the case of, are you going to take the Melbourne form on face value and accept that price for that horse? I certainly won't be. I suppose it's running time, which is mm. when, when we do want to just have a look at things on face value, as you say, you do have to go back to the times and the horse is running time for its last 600. So yep. I wouldn't be surprised to see it come out and win, but mm. Swiss Exile for me is the wrong odds. Moving to race six, we've got the Lexus Bart Cummings. Um, these are obviously all the horses that don't go to the Metrop, I guess, and that are looking for a Melbourne Cup slot that don't quite have one yet. Mm-hmm. Interpretation, top of the market, 460. Dakin Sweet Jr., $6. Desert Icon is six with Luna Flair at 950. Vown Declare, $10. High Emotion, 10s as well with Shiraz at 12s. Midnight Blue for O'Brien's, 15s. Francesco Guardi comes down from Sydney for this race. $17. San Herberto is 21s with King of the Castle at 26. Team Captain Serpentine at 34 is the good fight, and Aurora Symphony is 101. Um, tch, tough race to yeah. assess. It's another one of those staying features that you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, is there really nothing I better? I win this. Is there nothing better than what we're looking at here? It's so strange, but look. It's where we're at. With races like the Everest, why would you bother breeding a, a stayer? Silly. These days, why would you do it? But anyway, uh, Serpentine rolls forward. Desert Icon is drawn inside as well and will be close enough. Aurora Symphony and San Huberto both have wide gates and will roll forward from their wide gates as well. So those are the first four in running. Francesco Guardi, Val and Declare can't be too far away. That horse, Val and Declare, he's back. He's back, he mate. Is. That was a big run. Big run second up. I wouldn't say he put the riding on the wall first up, but it was a really, really good run. I believe it was over 1,500, which was definitely an unfavorable trip first up. Then got up to the 16, two, 16 and, th- and then goes up in trip um, last start and was super strong through the line. Comes into this third up. That's a horse that definitely has a slot in, in the Melbourne Cup. And if they're going there, hats off to them if they're having a, having a go. But Damien Lane's book this week, that's intent for me. Mm-hmm. 
Theo Bryan always has Lane booked on his best horses, and when I see that name next to this horse, and it's around that eight to nine dollar mark, ten dollars at the moment with Tab, I've just seen. That's juice for me. I, I think it's a definite winning chance here. I'm definitely keeping the place on side because it's just a shit race. Um, but ten dollars and three twenty the place. That's that's juice for me. Yeah, I agree. I think he's over the odds. Um, slashing home really with sixty one kilos, he gets a three kilo weight swing um, in his favour. So he goes down to fifty eight. Uh, probably has to win this race realistically, mm. like to be a, a genuine chance of starting in a Melbourne Cup. Mm. High emotion, wrong odds. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. Knocked off half these horses last start, stays at the same weight of 54 kilos, and they've thrown up $10. Yep. I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah. So they're the two for me, and you get to play both at 10s. Mm. It's a nice price for both. Love it. I don't know about these top-of-the-market horses. Like, Desert Icon is on the back up. I don't think Desert Icon's getting the trip either. But, I, like, does he get 2,557? I, I don't think he's getting the trip. Respect Waller, obviously, he knows more than, than us two mugs do, but respect that camp. I don't think that horse is getting the trip. Race sevens, the Tab Turnbull. I've got a question for you. Mm. The Winx Turnbull win, do you remember it? Yeah, where she was held up in between them and Bowman had the to sec- The second one, yeah, that one. Yeah, when... Uh, fuck, what, what Kings was, Will Dream up the inside yeah. with Trap for Fools. No, there was another one in the uh, Zoo style. Fuck, what was it? Oh, Zoo um, Star? Yeah, uh, Zoo Star, yeah. In yeah. those... Yeah, in the blue... Not Zoo Star. Whatever it was. Zoo, Zoo Style or Zoo Star, one of them. What's her name? Almost fucking knocked her over. And she had to come back in between runners and everybody held their breath. I was at Randwick that day watching her on the big screen outside. Yeah. Incredible, but, you know... If anyone was going to find a, a way to get oh. her beat, it's Bowman. I know. I was there. I went to the Turnbull. Me and Dad drove down. Wow. And we just we sat there and we knew she was going to win at the 500, but we just didn't know how. Yeah. Like, she had a few starts like that, Winks. But um, then eased down. Like, she, she only needed 50 metres to come over the top of them, over Group 1, <laughs> like, well-performed, and just eased down. Matt Hill's call summed it up so well. He literally called. He goes, he goes, it's going to get desperate yep. or something like that. Yep. And in the space of time that he started the line and ended the line, she, she hit front. front. She was in front. She was a freak, mate. Anyway, she won this race twice. She won one by eight on the biggest, <laughs> on a, what was it, a 21st or an 18th birthday on the biggest dance floor of them all, Matt Hell said. I shouldn't know this shit. It's fucked up. You're giving too much away. Tab Turnbull Stakes, Gold Trip, Top of the Market 360. We were doing the form yesterday and today. This horse was 440 when we opened the laptop, crunched in the 360 for Karen Eustace. Dewis 460, Profondo 950, Dry Tracks, a big tick. Young Verta is second up, $13. Surefire. Entered for 48,000 races this weekend. I wonder if this will be the one. $13. Inspirational Girls 14s with Allegron Maximal at 16s as well. Then you've got some stayers. So Great House, Knight's Order at 23s. Smoking Romans with Japata at 23s with He's a Shocker. Crystal Pegasus is 61s with Luncies and Milford. Um, the more and more I look at the race, the more credit I need to give to it. There's, there's more quality than I think. Mm. There are a lot of staying types that are probably looking for this as a bit of a progression race. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's an interesting one because you have those runners, for example, it's inspirational girl and doers who aren't out and out stayers. Mm. They can still maintain their turn of foot over this sort of trip. Then, like you say, there's those horses that are looking for the progression through the grades up to 2,400 and further. So very interesting race. Knight's Order, who's copped a few mentions on this show already, goes forward. Uh, gate 14, they're going to be positive. They're the leader in this race. Profondo has drawn towards the inside. It's probably more of a middle gate. 
how positive is Willow going to be on this horse now mm-hmm. back on top of the ground, which is a huge advantage for him. Smoke and Roman's last start winner goes forward, and Milford as well has drawn out, and probably they're the first four in running. I hope that Young Werther is another horse that I'm very interested in. Is not too far away. They've drawn the pole. Maybe that's a disadvantage. Maybe I'm just looking for positives for this horse, but I actually don't mind it in this sort of field. Definitely around those each-way odds. Came back off a long break. Uh, obviously a horse that's very lightly raced. Dio Bryan's kept this horse nice and lightly raced. Had those injuries, come back, and I saw enough first up over 1,700 to get interested now. Up to a more favourable trip. I hope they're positive, as I say, with this horse, and hopefully they're going close enough. Frosty again. So it's just one of those things where my, my fate is going to be in Frosty's uh, silky hands, and hopefully <laughs> hopefully he gets the chocolates He does have very soft hands. Silk. So hopefully he goes forward and is not you know more than three to four pairs back. The other horse that I do respect is a horse that we've had a lot of time for on the podcast is Jewess. She gets back to a dry ground. Coming through the Sydney form, she's out of the right form lines behind Animo and the like. That's the form you want coming into this sort of race. She's up to a favourable trip now. Third up, 2,000, back on top of the ground. You have to respect her in some capacity. Profondo scares me to death. Yeah. Absolutely scares me to death. As he does. We spoke about this at the start of the prep before his first up run. We were already talking about 2,000 metres on a dry deck. What do we get on Saturday? We get we get 2,000. 2,000 on a dry deck. I will not let this horse go around without having something on him. I don't want to sit here and go, oh, I'm so scared about him and not have something on. I have to. He's at $10, $11. Have a bet. See Willow's book. That's intent. Richard Litt. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but he's not in my uh, camp. <laughs> the horse trains itself. <laughs> Willow uh. Willow will go forward. Hopefully, he'll be no more than one pair back. We'll peel off any sort of pattern where it's difficult to make up ground. Profondo's the one. It's a nice booking with Willow. He'll give this horse every chance and have nice control over him. I'm not with him. I agree you do need to be on side, though, if you're backing a couple. You've got to have him involved. Inspirational girl for me. Um, can't believe the price they've put up here. She's second up. Her target is clearly the Caulfield Cup. Mm. This is a tune-up run into that. Does she get 2,400? They think so. Does she? Cause she's oh, second favourite. Because she's, like, she's beaten Zaki in a blamey over 1,400 metres, and now they think she's going to get up to 2,400 in a Caulfield Cup. She must be very special. Well, you've got to say that 2000 is probably going to be where she's at her best, in mm-hmm. our opinion anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I think $14 and $4 a place is an absolutely ridiculous price in a field full of stayers. Yep. Um, I can't let her go around at that price. So she was uh, second in behind Mr. Brightside last start around a tight turning track over 1600 mm. If you were to say to me, how does Inspirational Girl go? What's her go? Like, what does she do? I wouldn't say 1600 five horse field at the Valley. No, no. <laughs> and and she, she was better than most expected. Absolutely. First up as well. She obviously beat Ellswood in some of those nice runners home and definitely a pass mark. I think this is the best each way bet of the weekend. Young Verta, I'm going to keep on side, is $13 as well. Both the O'Brien horses, there seems to be a fair bit of intent here. Mm. Um, and gee, there's something about Knight's Order. Oh. I know. I, I think that horse needs a wet track. They're needs, not, they're, and leaders bias. And leaders <laughs> bias. They're not going to get that set up here. Yes, it's going to be pumped to the eyeballs full of shit, but I don't, I don't think that... It's going to get the favours here. Yes, it's going to have likely an even tempo up on speed. You know where it's going to be in running. I just think it needs a wet track and a leader's deck. Profondo scares me. I'll talk gold trip just for one moment. I don't like the horse. I'm not with it. But if you do like the horse and you're a favourite backer just because you are, 
The horse had 60 and a half kilos, 61 kilos first up, and that was behind Smoke and Romans. Although that doesn't appear to be fantastic form, drops six and a half kilos. Mm. Second, third up now. So that was second up. It comes here third up. I can see why the money's come. Well under the odds. Absolutely under the odds, but I'm not with it. I'm taking on that Smoke and Romans form. I don't think that's the form you want to be <laughs> with, especially with $3.50 that we're looking at for Gold Trip. I just think that's well unders. Race eight, the last race we're going to cover at headquarters is the Gill Guy. Chautauqua has won this race as well. I love mentioning the big fellow when we can. Have to. So what's that? Mm. Favourite, 550 coming out of the best form race in Australia. <laughs> Bobby Lewis, not quality. Felric, <laughs> <laughs> 650. I'm um, obviously scratched from Sydney. Rockin' Horse is 750 there as well with Private Eye, who's first up. $8.50 there. It's our time. One of our sort of stable horses is $8.50 with Baller coming off a nice win at $9.50. The Astrologist, $10. Kemal Parser, $10 as well. Serious Suspect, Zutori, the 1,200-meter Flemington straight specialist, but probably not anymore. Mm. Tycoonist, Wild Planet, and Shakiro to round them out. It is a prick of a race. It is a prick of a race, but similar to that Bobby Lewis not quality that we mentioned as well. It's, it's just extremely tough. Serious suspect in the astrologist roll forward, both straight track specialists, and you trust them going up the, the uh, Flemington straight six. Shaquero not too far away. Etheric and Kemal Parsa both have tactical speed as well. I don't think it's going to be lickety split tempo for a 1200 meter race. I think it's going to be even. I don't think you're going to see any sort of booming sectionals in this race. It's just going to be, you know, whoever seems to get the best run, whichever jockey gets the yeah. best out of their horse on the day. A lot of these horses are very even as far as talent goes. Like, we spoke about that main lead-up race before that Baller won. Rockin' Horse was the Cornella in that race. They both went back to the inside, and it seemed like the Travelator run, similar to that <laughs> similar to that new market where Rockin' Horse obviously won. Yeah. The Astrologist was back on the inside that day, and all the best horses were out on the, the opposite side of the track. So I thought it was another situation where that was the case as well. Everybody fanned out towards the middle of the track, mm. and the two horses that just happened to be on the inside were the Cornella. So I'm not reading into that form at all. You touched on the horse that we've got a bit of time for. It's our time. I don't mind this horse at all in this field. I know it's stepping up in grade and not Good treated. odds. Nice odds. Well, it's not treated very well at the weight, so I think that's probably the main reason to get those odds. You are nudging double figures. I'm attracted to that price. I thought it probably goes close to winning with a better run in transit first up. I was a little bit disappointed with the way Joel McNeil rode him back um, and probably didn't have a whole lot of luck in the straight behind ingratiating there. Comes into this second up, back on top of the ground. It goes well in all conditions, but I think the, the dry as it's go, this horse, again, the, the $10 quote is, is really nice for me. It won't be too far away in the running. Hopefully gets luck in the straight and we'll see how we go. But this is an absolute chocolate wheel race for me at this stage. Yeah, it really is. There's a few horses that I'm, I've got question marks about that I'm probably going to just quickly touch on. It's our time, obviously, one of the horses we really like. I'd, I'd love to see this horse win this sort of race mm. and just be a step above probably the third, second tier sort of horses. I think he's somewhere in between group one and group three quality, somewhere in the middle there. You could call it group two quality. Um, Rock and horse. Unfortunately, I'm saying this horse's name. I know, I know. It's got 58, which is a bit crook. Mm. Um, it's $7.50. He sticks his neck out. You've got to give him credit for that. He, he does try really hard, the horse. Mm. He's not a superstar. This is not He's not going to come out and win this by four or five, but he's a horse that you like to back because he, he does try. 
A Felric's one that's really interesting. Three and a half behind Nature Strip, Eduardo, Marzu, top... You know, these are class, top-line sprinters. Mm. $6.50 in a race like this with 58 kilos, like, could be his race to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Just for me, it's a chocolate wheel race at this point in time. Like, a Felric, like, fuck, there's so many horses that just go into this race that you could throw in a Quinella. It's a field in the quaddy. Yeah, it is. The, yeah, it's in the quaddy, too. Um, awesome. Firstly, just before we end, is mm. you going to the track Saturday? Not Sydney. I'm going down to Flemington. I booked flights, flights today, so I'll be down there watching the Swiss. Give him strength, guys, each way all day. I Yeah, I'd be very disappointed if he's not running top three. Awesome. I'm yeah. going out to Randwick with a couple of mates. If you see us out there, come and say g'day. We'll have a beer together and watch a few of our tips sail home. Jacko, mate, it's... Oh. <laughs> oh, how dare I? How dare I? <laughs> I'm so sorry. How dare I? Mm. The fields aren't out yet. That's no, why. No. That's why. Yep. Um, the fields aren't out because usually Belmont is the go mm. for this segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go to Carl Gooley. And Jacko was... I actually had to help him. He was vomiting in the toilet prior because mm. he was like can't you know i can't let everyone down like mm. this is what it's all about like the best western but it's not it's not a real best western i said nah mate don't worry about that doesn't matter where they run you're the best in the west give it to us <laughs> yeah as you touched on kalgoorlie this week i don't know what goes on in wa <laughs> but they thought you know what we haven't raced in kalgoorlie for a few weeks let's get a fucking thursday meeting in they're at Kalgoorlie on a Thursday, Ned. Listed race. Listed, but before their, their cup meeting, they, let's quickly get a fucking meeting in on Thursday <laughs> just to wear the gravel in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they haven't been there for months and they have a fucking Wednesday, the Thursday meeting. Anyway, we've got to find a fucking tip for the punters, guys. The best Western got up last week. It was the only fucking bright spot in a very dim weekend. So Do it one well. Hopefully, we can find some cash again. I love the comes a time form. It's obviously not comes a time. They wouldn't take a half decent horse out to Kalgoorlie. But <laughs> this this horse, excellent dream. We're going to race six. This is number two, excellent dream. Comes out of a comes a time race. First up, excellent run was booming home. Looked like it was going to run over the top of it. Comes a time is a very nice horse over in WA. I think it's a twenty five rater over there. So would be. <laughs> Would be you're on fire. Comes a time would be winning this race by the length of the Kalgoorlie Straight. Just quietly, that horse runs every weekend. Absolutely every weekend. So you know, I think it runs to the track and runs home as well. But I just think Excellent Dream wins this race. Comes into this second up. I think it's a very good chance. You'll get around the three dollars this week, guys. It has got weight. It's got sixty and a half. Holly Watson's going to claim though. So I'll have back there in the Best Western before <laughs> she's let me down. She won't be this week. As I said, we got a winner up last week. We're going to go again this week. Race six, number two, excellent dream. Don't miss it at Kalgoorlie, guys, if you're still upright. Randwick, they're going to be racing on a heavy nine, I reckon. Heavy ten, probably. Mm. Could could be a heavy eight. Who knows? It'll be in that heavy range regardless. Mazu, race seven, my best bet there. $4.50 at the moment. Guys, if you're listening now, get on. This thing's going to continue to shorten with the rain coming. He's a genuine wet tracker with four from four on the heavy. And Flemington, they're, right, they're currently soft soft five. Mm. Um, it'll be a good four. I'm, I'm convinced. Yeah, rock hard. Rock hard, yeah. Look, um, Swiss Exile, best each way at Flemington. It pains me to say it. Ice Bath will go very, very close to winning. 
inspirational girl, my best value at Flemington. I'm giving absolutely no time of day to Ice Bath. The reason being, I genuinely think she's a pretty good chance this weekend, which is <laughs> crook. Um, mate, I hope you have a good weekend. It's yeah. been a pleasure. We've done two podcasts together this week. It's been a treat. Thanks so much for everyone listening in. And, and even if it's for 10 minutes and just smashing the download button on Spotify, we appreciate it. So thank you very much. More content is coming. Yeah, that's right. Time to bounce back. Well done. Cheers. Thanks, guys.